Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louie. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louie. <laughs> Today's episode of Got to Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to elders past and present and any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. Mary Bolling. <gasps> Kate. Now, I have a bone to pick with tradies. Do you know how hard <laughs> it is to get tradies to come to your house at all? <laughs> and then. And Chili oh, just gets two of them. Oh I my know. gosh. Amazing. Yeah, whatever, whatever she's peddling, I want some because not only has she um, managed to get two um, wonderful tradies who are mm-hmm. Australian comedy royalty, you could argue. Um, Definitely. But she's making them do all the work in three days <laughs> and, and she's keeping the kids occupied doing it. It's just like winning all around. I'm working from home this week, so just yell if you need me. No worries, Chilly. He knows Mum's name. And you're sure it will only take three days? Yeah, three or four. Is it three or is it four? Four. I feel like there is so much to learn about Australian culture and slang and <laughs> uh, workplaces in this episode. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. So uh, hit me with it. Where do we start with tradies? Okay. So like this, okay, this is an episode of Bluey, but I also feel like this is classic Australian soap opera. Um, oh, okay. Going on because... So much is set up in this first scene with uh, the girls out the front mm. of the house drawing chalk. Um, you know, a, a, a battered ute stranger rolls into town. Who's <laughs> 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 that? And who's that? And, and, and that stranger. Uh, yeah. Uh, who's that? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he and then a hotted up ute stranger who obviously just in a split second exchange with the uh, the driver of the hotted up ute, uh, we have <laughs> a big hint of drama uh, subplot <laughs> going on there as well. But the girl's take is like, yep, you know, just just like in Home and Away, just like in Neighbours, when strangers turn up, you assume they are enemies. <laughs> enemies! Back at them! It's not working! Run! Um, enemies is such a weird, like, do your kids ever say, oh, they're my enemy? I don't know no, if um, enemies But they do ever... spy on tradies now. <laughs> yeah, I, that became a thing after we we actually had tradies come to our house to fix some windows um, mm-hmm. literally days after this episode went to air and um, one of them looked ex- like a human version of chocolate milk. <laughs> Excellent. Box, and Will came out and he's like, Mum, chocolate milk's here. <laughs> I was like, Sorry. Uh, I 
feel like we're living the same life. Uh, uh, My tradie after this episode aired um, did not resemble either chocolate milk or Big Belt, but um, (laughs) but Bon was home sick from school that day, so needed a bit of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Uh, I answered the door, walked him in, set him up, and then turned around. Bon was behind me with chalk in hand, ready to take notes. Mum, do you want me to spy on him? <laughs> like, what did you say? Did you say yes? Yes, yes. <laughs> but then, like, I ended up, like, classically started chatting to the tradie because uh, I should have been working and didn't want to be working. I'm not as good as Chili. Uh, <laughs> and we, he knew people I knew and it was all this whole tiny world kind of scenario. And eventually, Bon's like, Mum, from downstairs where he's trying to spy. Yeah. And I went down, I'm like, yes, Bon, he's like, Stop talking to him. <laughs> what will be three or four? I don't know. Hey, Mum. Huh? Down here. I'm trying to spy. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Getting too much so, yeah. information out. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, was he hiding when he was spying as Oh, well? yeah, yeah. He was downstairs trying to listen in. Um, oh, that's adorable. Oh, it's so good. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like I have had flashbacks to childhood of um, strangers in the house and, yeah, mm. if if they weren't there to, you know, see us kids, we were, we were doing some um, surreptitious surveillance to oh. – get the scoop on what was going on yeah See, I don't remember spying on people but yeah but we have had spy game in Bluey before so clearly mm. spying is something yeah. that's um yeah very popular with the guess, with the school maybe um and like just watching adults so you can then copy them is kind of a key theme of Bluey really isn't it so yeah, yeah. Not surprising, the girls are so into this. <laughs> They're tradies. They're putting in a fish pond. When are they leaving? Well, they said three days, but now I'm not so sure. Keep an eye on them for me, all right? Make sure they're working hard. Okay. So um, should we explain to our international listeners what a tradie is? I feel like it's quite an Australian slang term. It is. Uh, it's short for tradesman, I guess. But tradie yeah. is the nice oh, – a tradeswoman, obviously. But yeah. tradie is the nice non-gendered version, although typically a bloke still, I would say. <laughs> and obviously in this episode, two pretty blokey blokes uh, on the doorstep. Um I feel like there's almost um, like if you follow the inspired unemployed on any of their social media channels, like there's kind of almost a stereotype of what a tradie is. It's usually like mm. either a, a young guy in like who's an apprentice, sort of like, I don't know what, 18 to 25, who yep. drives hotted up ute and um, probably goes out a bit hard on the weekends. Um <laughs> And, you know, definitely has lost their license um, mm-hmm. from merit points. Um, and, um, you know, the blonde tips as well. I feel like that's quite a stereotypical oh, yeah. nod. Um, and listening to, yeah, I wouldn't say poppy, probably more like house kind of music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like a stereotypical thing might be 
if it's not house, it'd probably be more like rock sort of Yeah, like, well, the rock radio station kind yeah, of. Vibes. Triple M, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and then the other type of tradie that seems to be spooned here perfectly is like um, the older tradie, you know, who's trying to wrangle all the apprentices uh, and, you know, yeah, runs, just runs an honest business and, you know. seen it all. <laughs> Seen it all, can't surprise me, going to get yeah. the job done, but, you know, like, Deliberately oh. vague on delivery times always. <laughs> <laughs> um, and should say as well as tradie being a, a standard Australianism, um, these two dogs' real names, not Chocolate Milk and Big Belt, but <laughs> Chippy and Sparky, mm. um, Sparky is the Australian nickname for an electrician. Yes. And Chippy is the Australian nickname for a carpenter. So I don't know why an electrician would be digging, <laughs> digging <laughs> a pond in a backyard. But, uh, but yeah, look, the, it's they're doubling down on the tradiness of them, I guess. Yeah. yeah. There's clearly some sort of electrical work going on with to get the pump filters and things in. But, yeah, you'd think you'd be calling a plumber <laughs> yeah. or yeah. something, right? Rather Maybe. Than, yeah. Look, I've never had a pond dug. But, yeah, who knows? They're obviously um, the right dogs for the job. Mate, it just needs the hole fixed up and a new output. All he does is talk about his boat. I don't know what's going on. Just go to the truck. All righty, don't be long. We've got a lot to do. Um, is now the time to be talking about our preeminent comedians that are profiled? Because um, Mick Malloy, um, <coughs> who was a very well-known Australian comedian, much loved. He's done TV, radio, writing, producing, acting. Um, he's currently hosting, um, what's that show on Channel 7 about football? The Front Bar. The Front yes. Bar, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, he, he's probably well known for being part of the D-Generation, which we've talked about um, previously, and um, they produced The Late Show, which Joe Brum has confessed he was a massive fan of. Yes. I must admit, you know, in those in the 80s and 90s, like a big fan of Working Dog, um, but never watched The Late Show or anything they did with Mick Malloy until – his 20, uh, 2002 film Crackerjack. Have you seen mm, that? Yeah, Which yeah. I love. Um, it's yeah, about the, lawn bowls. Yeah. Yes, the story of a, uh, you know, fairly bogan bloke um, who wants a cheap car park to put his car in near the city and works out if he becomes a member of this uh in a city lawn bowls club, he <laughs> can get cheap parking, but they the oldies somehow, you know, force him to him in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to get a slightly more involved. Um, and yeah, that film he actually wrote with his younger brother as well. Which oh wow, uh, yeah, well, yeah, it was when I was looking into it. So I hadn't realised he wrote it, but he just absolutely nailed the role as kind of a troll, unwilling bogan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, a, a, probably a pretty gruff dog of few words, uh, which he does pretty well in this episode as well. <laughs> Oi! Oh, sorry, boss. Dan, Big Belt called chocolate milk that word Dad said when the mower didn't start. Oh dear, are they working hard? Chocolate milk isn't. He's on his phone all the time. Yeah, Big Belt does not like it. 
seemed like there was a lot of excitement about getting him on board for this project. Dan Brum mm. was just one of the um, Ludo people who were talking about how excited just they were. Hyperventilating. And, yeah, <laughs> about having uh, Mick on the show. And he's he's got a real starring role, I have to say. Um, oh, yeah. And then the other um, character who we're introduced to, uh, Chocolate Milk or Chippy, um, is Australian comedian Sam Cotton. And if you follow him on um, any of his socials, uh, I think he's on uh, Instagram, TikTok, all, all those sorts of ones, he's um, the, the part of the, the hilarity of him being called Chippy is because one of his most famous sketches is about seagulls, you know, like begging yes. for chips. So <laughs> It's so I, – I love what he does. Like it, and it's, it's animation as well. So I, I imagine he would have been pretty excited as an animator to be on Bluey, but his animation is taking videos uh, of uh, seagulls. <laughs> Yeah, or, or like bananas or, any, or chips or... Birds, but adding kind of little expressive little cartoon faces and arms and various other things going on and, and yeah, and doing a voiceover. It's yeah. Just, it is hilarious. And he's got a book yeah. out now called Chip Chasers, which is about the seagulls. So, <laughs> or Chippy Chasers. Uh, Chippy rather. Chasers, so, yeah. Yeah, so I love it. Um, you should definitely follow him at Sam Cotton. Uh, he's also in... Do you watch Rosehaven on ABC? No. Well, I have seen, I think I saw the first season, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen any further seasons. I think, so it's it's not, he's like, so it's a, it's a gorgeous kind of set in Tasmania in a small town, all the weird and wonderful personalities of a small town. He is the kind of quite self-important uh, local community radio DJ. <laughs> 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 and I think early love interest of Celia Pacola, who is my favourite oh. person uh, in the world almost. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, if if you like kind of offbeat comedy, uh, Rose Haven's on ABC and worth checking out and you can see what Sam Cotton looks like when he isn't a mulleted dog as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, sounds fabulous. Do you think Big Belt and Chocolate Milk are enemies? Yes, and both of them are our enemies. I wonder who is texting. One last thing. Oh, yeah. If you're going to follow Sam Cotton, um, check out, you know how on Insta uh, there's like circles at the top that kind of save videos for you? Yeah. I'm sure there's a more technical term for that. If you click the one that says tattoos, uh, he's recently kind of put out a challenge to his many, many hundreds of thousands of followers, um, if they message him, he will send them a picture that he has created for them to get tattooed on them. Oh, uh, my gosh. If they, like, are gutsy enough to message and say, yep, give me a tattoo, then they have to get it is kind of the deal. <laughs> so that's been quite entertaining um, and weird. But, yeah, d- testament to how dedicated it? his followers are. Clearly. Well, there's, there's only two tattoos on here. So clearly, like, he's not getting great uptake. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, perhaps he's just not very good at updating it because I've seen a lot come in recently. Um, and, yeah, <laughs> some of them are pretty, like, uh, for instance, um, a very adorable photo of a wren uh, got changed up by Sam to then be, like, kind of have hands on hips and um, visible human genitalia. 
<laughs> oh my it's like, God. yes, get this tattooed, and the person did. So uh, go that person. <laughs> Why? Anyway, oh, uh, maybe look. I don't Yeah, look, you know, uh, yeah, it, investigate at your own, <laughs> your own leisure <laughs> slash horror. Um, but, but anyway, Sam, perfect fit for Bluey, clearly. He yeah, does and- have tattoos in uh, as Chippy too, so that's oh. kind of that is very cute. Um, the the MacGuffin, I guess, in this episode seems to be the delivery of the fish pond and Chili is adamant that it has to be done in totally. three days, not four. <laughs> the girls are hiding under the house to, to try and spy on these tradies at the behest of Chili. Mm-hmm. And um, they seem to be really taking on this role with the same zeal that you were saying Bond was taking on his role with. <laughs> Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, well, I think part of the uh, excitement and success of a good, like, surveillance mission is having a good place to hide. And this is the mm. first time we've seen the under the house that is just obviously perfect for it. The detailed kind of notes that Bluey's drawing up, kind of almost a throwback to, we know Bluey's a good illustrator from Flatpak. Mm. Uh, but yeah she and bingo also talking through it but then the whole uh mission escalates once they go up to do their initial report into chile who i love you know trying to work from home like she's been very clear on this she's working from home all week but as Mm. the girls come in to explain their findings you know she's pretty not interested until they they've got the real scoop obviously (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good one. It's a girl called Cherry. Oh, really? So. Oh, a girl. Yeah, no, yeah. I just love Chili's just spinning around on the um, on the chair and in instant interest in this <laughs> melodrama. <laughs> I mean, isn't there? There's nothing more satisfying, really, than um, living vicariously through <laughs> younger co- colleagues and people. Is that Cherry? Maybe. But they look like enemies. Yeah, they do. Why would you phone call your enemy? Maybe they had an argument and he's trying to say sorry. Okay, so look, you know, we're getting a bit bogged down in the melodrama, but we're not the only ones because the next scene is Bluey and Bingo's little heads over the balcony watching Mm. day two and then a third head pops up. (laughs) <laughs> just to just to get uh the next uh any updates. So Chili's work from home commitment is very similar to mine actually. <laughs> Easily distracted. Oh yeah, but um I feel like she's sort of um living for the drama, really. And totally. you know, she's just she's keeping an eye on the tradies, you know, it's it's her duty, but um yeah, there's some uh, high stakes in this episode, I have to say. Like when um, Chippy or Chocolate Milk turns up not in his zooped-up ute but with yes. um, Big Belt or Sparky, mm-hmm. um, there's clear eyebrows raised from the start that, you know, or maybe things with Cherry went a bit south yesterday. I mean, um, let's just rewind a second, Mary. That phone call where it was like, I didn't say it, babe. Oh, I said it, but it wasn't what I meant. <laughs> like, you know, wow, just. <laughs> We've all been there. Um, <laughs> saying things we didn't mean, but also being told things that weren't meant. Yeah, anyway, yeah, look. 
extremely relatable poor Chippy. and triggered. Poor, yeah. poor Cherry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, dear. Um, but, yeah, this uh, constantly being on the phone to Cherry is obviously a bit of a bugbear for Big Belt mm. Sparky as well. Um uh, so yeah, there's there's friction on a lot of points, which is all kind of hinting that maybe this won't be the straightforward three day job that it's meant to be. But the girls certainly aren't keen to speed things up either, because they're quite enjoying having enemies. <laughs> <laughs> and chocolate milk isn't allowed to drive his car. Did Cherry call? No. Big Belt did one phone call where he yelled at someone about bricks. Oh. Okay. He called them the word you said when the dishwasher broke. Oh, dear. These enemies are very confusing. I think the only thing that can really, like, bring the mood uh, up a notch is um, the very thing that happens, actually, and that is Lee Sales in her ice cream truck. (laughs) (gasps) Ice cream? Ice cream? I can't believe Lee Sales has been typecast as an ice cream lady. (laughs) I love it. And um, Mary, this is probably a good idea to do a podcast pitch of your um, uh, Australian soap drama. um, Oh, yes. Yes. A sea change style drama with um, the previous preeminent political host of um, the 7.30 report and her career change. Uh, Yes, uh, and we call it Lee Change because she's Lee Sales and I put this on Twitter when she appeared on Bluey last time uh, in this episode and was also about to wrap up her 7.30 career. It got very little traction, I've got to say, and no one has called me to buy the rights and, look, just people don't appreciate (laughs) Great ideas for television in this country. Your pitch was along the lines of Lee Sales packs up her 7.30 desk and decides to take on a new career as an ice cream lady in Brisbane. Yes. Yep. Yep. And one episode could have been called Scoops. Um, oh, yeah. I think we yeah. landed on because, you know, the double entendre of news scoops and ice cream scoops. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and um, I think there were some other really great lines that you came up with. But yeah. uh, Well, I feel like a couple people did get on board and were throwing the puns out, scooping the puns out left, front and centre. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I was too busy, like, just wallowing in my disappointment that the phone wasn't running hot. So, yeah. <laughs> you got them? Yep. He's getting sprinkles. Thanks, fellas. It's still an option. Know, we still don't know what Lee Sales is doing next with her mm. career. Um, so I hope, yeah, Bluey's got a lot more work coming up, a lot more ice cream to eat. Yeah. Oh, completely Lee Sales also plays Amazing Bella mm. um, in uh, Baby Race. So we could see Bella come back. I wouldn't mind seeing a Bella-focused episode. Yeah, but she's she's had about three lines in this whole season so far, I think. She had mm. um, like basically just saying, Coco, home time, you know, in, in Explorers. And then um, in this episode she only gets to say a couple of words, I think. It's like, is yeah, that all fellas? It's, it's barely like noticeable. Um, but, oh, well, look, you know, it's just, she's still in there at least. It's multiple appearances, which some people haven't had. <laughs> 
<laughs> Damn it. No, it's um, fine. Yeah, um, it's but so no, it's wonderful to We're see very busy. Her... <laughs> <laughs> It's wonderful to see her character still around um the blue verse. Um and yeah, the the girl's reaction to ice cream is exactly the same as everyone's reaction to ice cream, which I just found quite adorable that you know we were really making that comparison between um I don't know, both sides of the enemy camp at this mm-hmm. stage. They've been brought together by uh, Lee Sales. So, yeah. It's amazing. Um, and, of course, the girls hearing the ice cream get that. Uh, we even get a split screen of both their reactions being the same and knowing, okay, this is a bring-together moment. Mm. But we also know that Chili's said no to the ice cream and that Big Belt is meant to be off the pies, so surely he wouldn't be having ice cream. But here we all are, out the front of the house with the ice cream truck. Hey, Jerry. No, 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 I can talk. I wonder if anyone wants this spare ice cream. Rico! Me, me, me! Yeah, Spark knew what exactly what he was doing when he sort of said, I wonder who would like this ice cream. And beautiful to see the girls sharing as well. After, oh, you know, they're nailing it after the debacle of actual <laughs> ice cream episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They are sharing like no one's business. So, um, yeah, really nice to see. And I think this conversation that Sparky then has in in the gutter with the girls mm-hmm. um is probably my Brene Brown moment of the episode, Mary, because, you know, um, he sits down with them and he, he just is just got a lovely curiosity about him. Mm. He's not trying to probe too far. And, um, yeah, because the girls start off quite adversarial, sort of being like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you're our enemy. Um, and Yeah, it doesn't really get more adversarial than that, actually, no. does it? Um, but he really does try and find common ground and, you know, and um, I just really enjoyed the way he, um, like, gave them compliments. Like, he gave them a good reputation to live up to, you know, like, oh, mm. your kids are good spies and um, he, like, even just the the sweet way he talked about, you know, oh, is she your, your enemy or something, me missus, won't let you have the pies. Yeah. Instead of getting offended about it, he's like, oh, my wife, Jules, yeah. <laughs> it was so sweet. Uh, yeah, look, he, you know, and he says, you know, his little tackers uh, like spying too. So, he estab- you know, we establish he's a dad as well and, you know, has that kind of bandit-esque ability to chat to kids on their own level <clears throat> and should say Mick Malloy, uh, who is – nailing this performance uh has 10 year old sons as well Lenny and Fred um so yeah that that might be it might be a bit of method acting from him that he <laughs> knows how to talk to kids but yeah I agree like very very Brené meet people on their own level even if it's in the gutter mm-hmm. uh, quite evocative um but also be prepared to share ice cream that's you know, always helps build a bridge. <laughs> and I love how he explains to the girls as well, you know, oh, I suppose they are enemies, but they're trying to be friends. It just mm. leaves the door open for a different perspective. My kids like to spy too. What else did you find out? We know all about your boat. And that Cherry is chocolate milk's enemy. 
Chocolate milk? Ah, oh, you mean Chippy. Oh, yeah, well, I guess he and Cherry are enemies at the moment. But they're trying to be friends again. Oh. You kids are good spies. Really? Oh, yeah. Even that um, resignation, you know, towards the end of their conversation where it's like, oh, I suppose we'll go back to being enemies now. Yeah. And like with the question, with the question mark. So, mm. you know, it kind of leaves it in the girls' court as to where the relationship goes from here. Um, yeah. You know, and you think about other ways this conversation could have gone. Mm. But, oh, why can't we be friends? Like put someone just on the defensive. Just bought you an ice cream. Yeah, yeah totally. What do you mean? Yeah, the, the openness of it is is beautiful you're right Hmm. but isn't that it's a skill you do need if you're just in randoms houses all the time which tradies are you know you do need to be able to talk to anyone and um yeah I guess some people can develop that skill of being able to talk to and wouldn't it be great if everyone had that skill but yeah, I think we could all learn a bit from Sparky. <laughs> you know, I hadn't really thought of it like that before. But, um, you know, I think because we've been working remotely largely for the past few years, you you too, Mary. Mm. And um, it's so interesting how it humanises people when you see them in their own home and yes. you see the kids and the dogs and the chaos and <laughs> knocked all over the letterboxes <laughs> yeah exactly it does humanize people and I, I guess I never really thought about how you know tradies are one of the professions that would see people and often in probably times of crisis you know because mm. if, you, if your toilet breaks you have probably haven't oh, had time yeah. to clean the house um mm-hmm. so yeah it would be quite an emotional um thing to to navigate being part of people's homes and lives and coming in when they're feeling a little bit vulnerable so yeah yeah. and actually it's only occurring to me now but you know he's not putting the kids on the defensive but really Chili's putting him on the defensive (laughs) with these very hard deadline demands like what's going to happen if she doesn't have a uh, pond in the backyard in three days like what is the problem here (laughs) I don't know, but, you know, when Bandit ripped up those stumps in Stump Fest, clearly she had this in mind and um, yeah, nothing look, will get it's, between. <laughs> it's been a slow build uh, <laughs> up to the installation of the pond. So, yeah. Are you guys ah! eating ice cream? Oh, sorry, Chili, that was me. Still three days, Sparky? Oh, yep, yep, uh, four at the most. Okay. I tell you what, I wouldn't want to be your mum's enemy. So, but, so yeah. tell me the um, logical order of this, actually, Mary, because we've had stump fest where the um, the stumps were ripped out of the ground, and mm-hmm. then we had magic, which we discussed a few weeks ago, where um, the the grass, the turf was being oh, rolled out oh, in the yeah. back of the yard. Now we're having well. it ripped up again to put the fish pond in. So, what's the order of this? Um, this is not making sense to me. Um, all I know is this episode happens after onesie because mm. in onesie we see wild oh, yeah, leopard bingo yeah. crash into the letterbox on her bike mm. and it's bent um for the rest of that episode and for all of this episode until sparky pushes it up again but yeah as he's walking into the house yes yeah having sort of put out the, put the kind of the peacemaking offering to the girls but yeah perhaps this is why the girls are so 
keen to make enemies of the tradies because they know the hard work Bandit put in laying that lawn and uh, they're defending his (laughs) honour. Perhaps perhaps this is in the six weeks Bandit's away and Chili's just like, nah, I don't care that you've just put in a lawn. (laughs) Sucks to be you. in my fish pond. Uh, uh, Hilarious. Oh, I like that. What the... You're kidding. Oh-ho! So let's go to day three then. And um, it seems like there's a turning of the tide. And look, you've got to love a montage for bringing oh, all yeah. the pieces together and showing, showcasing the personal growth. Um, we see Bluey, she's still spying, but there's a definite change in the air for her. And. Mm. Yeah, and she is noticing um, moments where she is then choosing to help rather than to <sighs> just observe. Can I say I am so here for a helpfulness montage? <laughs> I would like more helpfulness montages <laughs> in my life from small people. Um, but yeah, it's it kind of is a you know spying can be used for. Uh, goodliness rather than cheekiness <laughs> uh, as we established as the dichotomy in magic um and yeah not not just helping but even aiding and abetting <laughs> as they present <laughs> a pie which he's not meant to be having um oh but and, the satisfaction on his face like when oh, he's tucking yeah. in um we see uh big belt uh, aka sparky um you know look up and this pie is just sitting there just near <laughs> him and just goes what oh yes you know like it's it's glorious it's beautiful it really is and as they are you get the sense the girls are being nice for the sake of niceness you know they don't they don't have ulterior motives they've just realized that perhaps they've got more in common with their enemies than they thought um but i do love how as um the illustrations get more complicated <laughs> and and we see the pond finally uh kind of finishing with the spying um it's actually big belt does give a nod to the fact that the girl's pie got this over the line because he does work better on a full stomach. Full stomach. I mean, just perfection really, right? Like, mm. yeah. So, yeah, look, you know, so be nice for the sake of being nice, but uh, karma karma can uh, work out quite well as well. Yeah, pie was a, clearly a great investment on Chilu's behalf. It's all been kitchen sink drama to this point but as we actually see the point of the tradies work the point of this episode the the uh final reveal on the pond yeah it gets quite transcendent i think they're finished what (laughs) hey kids what do you reckon yeah, and this is probably a really good time to talk about the music that's used in this episode, oh, yeah. Mary, because, um, yeah, Joff Bush, as we've shared on a few episodes now, has been sharing little snippets about, you know, his um, thinking behind the music on Instagram. 
And one of the things he was saying about um, this episode was how he loved the idea about taking the domestic into the sublime and how a simple pond can be the gardens of Babylon through a child's eyes. And I think the music really speaks to that. It's um, it's beautiful. It's kind of um, classical, almost inspired. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds almost pastoral, um, similar to the Bach music. Um, you know, "May Your Sheep Safely Graze" that was yeah. used in early baby. Um, and um, I just thought um, it was really beautiful how they avoided that kind of. I don't know, we hear little snippets of the tradie rock and um, <laughs> and the sort of the more doof-doof music um, coming yeah. out from the ute. Um, but, yeah, something having something that's a little bit grand and wondrous and transcendent really does drive home in this moment. Um, that childlike wonder of, yeah, seeing, yeah. seeing something so beautiful in your own backyard. Yeah, I want a pond in my backyard now. There is no two ways about it. (laughs) Really? No, it would be hard work, but I I like the idea of it. (laughs) I like the idea of it too. I'm happy to be raised to a transcendent level just watching my chickens, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love how they had the, almost the, we, we've talked before about the super zoom kind of, mm-hmm. um, on Bluey and it really does focus in on, you know, that bubbling water and, um, all the little fancy bits of the pond, um, yeah. that, you know, the, the air looks sparkly. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Shades of the Creek and of, you know, the morning after on sleepy time as well. Mm. Uh, and then cut to saying goodbye to the tradies and it's sunset which you know makes everything seem even more magical Mm. it's uh Um. gorgeous And we get the the lovely sort of tying up everything in a in a beautiful bow. Chili <laughs> is so happy that they only took three days. Mm-hmm. Um, Sparky looks pleased that he's had his pie. Yes. Um, and then you know when they turn to leave, they said, "Oh, where's chocolate milk? I mean, Chippy going." Uh, and that beautiful <laughs> little ending. Oh, he's got a lift. And oh, so good. Yeah, and you see Chippy standing with girlfriend Cherry, clearly reunited. And yeah, first time um, we see her out of the car, first time we see her <laughs> smile. He's got a Cherry tattoo on his arm, so obviously it's meant to be forever. Um, and yeah, perhaps perhaps there's another chance of it being forever. So amazing. Should I don't think we said earlier as well. Like she's driving the Ute, and the girls say in their spying that he's not allowed to drive the car, which is another huge tradie stereotype that when you first get your licence in Australia, you're on what's called your probationary licence and you have to have Mm -hmm. P-plates in the car. And if you get done for any kind of uh, road transgressions, um, you can lose your licence pretty easily and not be able to drive for Mm. months at a time, Um, in which case your lovely girlfriend or... (laughs) Someone else yeah, has or to your drive mom, you around. Or your dad, yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, pretty, pretty explicitly what's happening. Here. <laughs> um, in this final scene as well, long dog alert. Very Ooh. hard to spot. Uh, but check out 
uh, Big Belt's ute behind the rearview mirror. Okay. Yep. Great. Um, yep. Uh, I loved that the art team on this, the pond scene and also the sunset, I reckon make it pretty guessable, but it's the lead art director is Costa Kassab, who we love. Um, but also Alice Walsh um, was art director on this one who she tweets um, at Scout Rager um, on Twitter and has shared a bit about some of the episodes she's done. And for this one, um, she said she actually herself spent many childhood days hiding under Queenslanders. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this episode was a real throwback for her. And I didn't – I forgot to mention when we did um, Rain last week, she was an art director on that one as well and her – what she shared about that was, yeah, that it was. It's one of her favorites since she still cries uh, watching it. So, oh, me too. Yeah, relatable. <laughs> yeah. oh, um, I wonder if she was responsible. Probably one of my favorite images actually in this was that scene where Bluey and Band, uh, Bingo, sorry, are seeing their own reflection in the pond. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, so well that. done because it's got that, you know, almost like that jelly kind of image when mm. you're seeing yourself reflected in water as a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the light hitting it as well. Yeah, just beautifully done. Yeah. So gorgeous. This episode, uh, I don't know if you noticed, Kate, goes for eight minutes. Oh, I didn't notice, but there you go. Up there with uh, the parcel sleepy time and trade the parcel, yep. Um, on a par, perhaps just anything with tradie rock needs a bit more, (laughs) a bit more time to breathe. Or Um, halt, either way, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, but no, sleepy time seven and a half. So, yeah, pass the parcel, and now tradies clearly have even more uh, story to tell than sleepy time. Wow, um, which, gotta love it. Uh, although talking about timelines as well, when I was kind of uh, researching what was said about this episode on Twitter, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was one post from at uh, Safe Work Australia, which oh. uh, acknowledging um, acknowledging Safety at Work Month in August recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, said that, you know, it was great to see Bluey highlighting the great work that tradies do, but building a fish pond on time is great, but deadlines should never come at the expense of health and safety. (laughs) Oh, God. So I'm so glad no health and safety was compromised (laughs) in the making of this episode. Uh, I did wonder about fencing because some states require things of a certain depth to be fenced. If this episode gets pulled, we're going to know why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, Look, Queensland's the Wild West. Surely they don't have fencing requirements. (laughs) But I yeah, don't know. No. Uh, I do have friends with a fish pond down here that's meant to have a fence around it. Mm. Anyway, mm. Yeah, anyway, not not <laughs> implicating anyone. <laughs> um, who was your most valuable player of the episode, Mary? Oh, look, the girls are such good spies, but I'm giving it to Big Belt. Because oh, your Brennan moment. Um, yeah, he just he manages it so nicely, and even even apart from that, just the when the girls are still being so aggravating <laughs> around the side of the house and he just chuckles and goes oh, little tackers like yes. sometimes that's all you can say so about endearing. annoying children yeah, yeah totally yeah uh did you have a favorite line Kate 
Um, mm, I think it was, uh, I know I haven't written it down exactly, but it was like, oh, babe, babe, I didn't say that. Okay, I, okay, I said it, but it wasn't what I meant. Like, I just, oh, totally. Oh, so relatable, but also, mm. um, yeah, just brilliant. Just a beautiful um, caricature of the Australian tradie and um, also men in their 20s on dating apps. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I loved a lot of lines, but actually I think uh, my favourite piece of communication in this one was um, was the final artwork uh, oh. that Bluey and Bingo <laughs> come up with because there is just so much packed in there in uh, wordless form, you know, the boat and all the characters <laughs> and, like, fishing and cherry and yeah just yep. just so much going on it's amazing uh even I think like a picture of a beer with a tick next to it but across through a pie I'm like <laughs> what diet is this where you have beer but not pies because I'm very interested in this diet <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about no pies um mm, yeah true yeah. <laughs> well I work better on a full stomach <laughs> And extra points of the plumber's crack as well because um, oh, that, yes. that's a very Australian thing. It's basically referring to um, uh, the top of the buttocks when um, someone is wearing pants, but particularly tradies when they bend over and maybe their pants aren't being held up well by a belt. Mm. Uh, and it's called the plumber's crack. So yes, ironic that he has such a big belt and yet still plumber's <laughs> crack. Uh, I love this episode. <laughs> It's so cute and it's so wholesome and everyone ends in a happy place. What's not to love? Um, oh, totally. Yeah. I um, think we're there, Mary. Um, uh, one quick um, happy place in our mailbag, Kate, because we heard from lovely Sarah in Connecticut uh, in the US who um, I particularly love. She said she started watching Bluey a year ago, uh, introduced by her three-year-old niece, started listening to, in the US, two bandits watching Bluey, one oh, yeah. recap podcast, then Hammer Barn Project, and has just started binging Gotta Be Done. So love that she has three Bluey recaps in her life. Um, she's only commitment, to the, yeah. Oh, totally, but, but, you know, there is so much to say, honestly. Mm. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, currently in the middle of listening to the Creek episode, so she's got a long oh. way to go. Uh, but she particularly wanted to share that um, loves that uh, I've got a Caspian in my life because she has a big white dog who's called Caspian as well. <laughs> and she has sent photos of Caspian and uh, his little brother Finnegan and also their chooks. Uh, so that is yeah, quite the quite the household uh, all tuning in to Got to Be Done and love knowing that. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Thanks, Sarah. Um, hey, and speaking of uh, the Hammond Barn Project, I've got a very quick we know that now that mm-hmm. those guys put me onto because I was listening to their recap of uh, Baby Race and they made the point that in that, when, who we've been discussing, Coco's mum says to Chili, you're doing great. She's looking down the camera as if she's talking to the audience watching mm. or maybe more specifically the parents. And I hadn't picked up on that before, but I loved that point. And, uh, yeah, knowing that 
Coco's mum has such encouraging words for me specifically. Yeah. <laughs> and all of us specifically. From ice cream to just hyping up the nation. Oh, that, so good. Nothing that Lee Sales can't do. Call us Ludo. That sitcom needs to happen. <laughs> totally. Oh, is chocolate milk, I mean Chippy, not going with you? No, he's got a lift. You can uh, sneak into our mailbag too mm. by checking in on socials. We're at a bluey pod on Insta, at bluey podcast on Twitter. Uh, Got to be done, the bluey podcast on Facebook or email us blueypod at gmail.com. We'll be back next week, Kate, uh, with maybe have a fish pond by then. <laughs> it's only days away. Three days to be on, like, you know, definitely not four. We could have, um, yeah, yeah. We could have two and a third fish ponds by then. <laughs> only but, if we can find a tradie, though. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, in the meantime <laughs> it's got to be, be done. done. Bye. Bye. Figure, yes, we're going to spy on the tradies. Ooh.